Welcome to the Raw Otters Podcast, episode 20. Of course, I am your host, Mr. Josh Lewis, the founder, editor, and every glorious thing about rawotters.com. Whew. You know, it's been a very uh, hectic past few weeks, uh, and I just want to say one thing right off the top. Black Lives Matter, 100%. Um, you can argue with me, but uh, you'll be wrong, plain and simple. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that my wife is black, and uh, so I feel very serious about the topic, obviously. And uh, if you'd like to agree or disagree or uh, whatever, uh, email me at josh at rawatos.com. We can have a, a great discussion or debate or whatever you'd like. Uh, so yes, plain and simple, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I know this is a car podcast. I don't want to get into too much about politics or religion or, you know, all the social things that are going on. Uh, but 100%, I do support the movement. I do support the people. And I have, you know, from day one. And of course, I support and love my wife. So uh, from there, uh, we can move on into automotive topics, but just wanted to get that out of the way. I'm sure I will offend somebody. And uh, if I offend you by saying that black lives indeed matter, um, I think you have bigger, bigger problems, bigger fish to fry. So with that, also we move into a second wave of, of sadness, which is uh, June 5th was a year that Davy G. Johnson had passed away. Uh, if you don't know who Davy G. Johnson is, uh, go over to Jalopnik, Car and Driver, Auto Week, uh, and just search his name, Davy, D-A-V-A-Y, um, and G, and then Johnson. And, uh, or go back and also listen to the, uh, the Johnny Lieberman podcast, uh, and we talk about Davy a little bit. And uh, I'm actually working on a, a Davy-themed podcast specific podcast about Davey uh, so people will always remember never forget one of the uh, genuinely one of the greatest automotive writers of all time uh, a genuine storyteller a guy that was his writing was as amazing and eclectic as his taste in in cars and music um, so again I, I do implore you to go go on to Google look up his name, read all the wonderful, beautiful things that everybody wrote about him after he passed away. And, uh, yeah, he will be missed and he's been missed for the last year. And, but again, moving on, um, you know, I have, uh, I have another press car this week. Uh, sadly Ford came and took back the Mustang EcoBoost high performance package or HPP for short. Uh, it was a convertible manual gearbox, velocity, velocity blue, Velocity blue, <laughs> uh, black cloth interior, and of course, a six-speed manual. I could say that a thousand more times. A six-speed manual. It's pretty rare that a six-speed manual or any manual ends up in the press fleets um, because some people just don't know how to drive manuals anymore. Um, but of course I do. And uh, when there is a manual in the fleet, usually I get it. And I really, really liked the car. It was, it was savory. It was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Uh, so you will hear more about it because I'll, I'll be reviewing it for you. Uh, in the meantime, you can go and look at other reviews I've done on rawdos.com. Uh, but right now I have a 2020 Toyota Highlander. Uh, it is a premium all wheel drive model. Literally. I think every box is ticked on this car. $51,112. Um, 
And so far, I haven't driven a lot, but I like it. I think it is a very enjoyable product. And if I needed a three-row SUV, uh, I think it would be on my short list. So far, I, I like what it has to offer. A very, very large panoramic roof that extends basically all the way to the back of the second row seats. Um, very ample uh, leg room in the second row. Third row is, uh, is quite tight, but you can move the second row forward a little bit uh, because the car I have has captain's chairs. So you can move the seats uh, forward a little bit just to give some backseat uh, leg room for the, for the third row. And even the, the space behind the third row is pretty damn good, impressive uh, for its size. Um, and uh, honestly, not what I was expecting. So pretty, pretty good sized vehicle behind the third row. And also, one of the things that I find very impressive, and this is going to sound stupid to everybody, but uh, if you lift up the cargo, a uh, little cargo tray in the third row, or behind the third row in the cargo area, um, you actually store your uh, jack and stuff like that to, you know, change a tire or whatever. But also, the privacy uh, cover. So the, the cover can be put into the back of the car or you can hide it underneath of the cargo hold area. I think that's pretty brilliant. I do love cars that, that give you a way of actually storing these things because <laughs> I've known for years between my parents and myself, uh, every car, I've, every vehicle my parents have ever owned, we always took the, the little privacy covers out. And when my parents moved out of their most recent house into their, well, moved out of their house into their most recent house, we were cleaning out the garage and I'm not kidding you. We found about 11 of them, I think, from SUVs that we've had or that my parents have had over the years. Suburbans, Tahoes, Expeditions, uh, BMW X5s. Uh, yeah, literally every single SUV they've had uh, for over a decade, uh, almost 15 years. Yeah, all of them were just sitting there. Uh, just dying a slow death in the garage in the corner. Uh, in fact, I actually have a, uh, a corner in my garage and I feel bad because there are some cars, um, some in my garage. Actually, one belongs to my mom for her old X5 that she had from a couple years ago. And then, um, I actually have, I felt so bad about this and I actually contacted uh, a friend from Toyota and told him, I was like, Hey, by the way, I have this. Uh, but I was sent a, a the prototype version of um, the uh, uh, Toyota Corolla hatchback. Before it was actually available for sale, I had a version that was not available for sale yet. Um, and that was in the summer of 2018 or spring of summer or spring of, of 2018, I think is what it was. Um, yeah, because I got married in, in June of 2018. In fact, it's coming up on two years that my wife and I have been married. June 23rd, actually. So uh, wish us a happy anniversary. <laughs> but uh, no, so I I was taking pictures and videos of that, of that Corolla. And I took out the cargo tray cover thing, put it in my garage. They came and picked it up. And I totally forgot about it. Did not even remember it until I was cleaning out the garage a long time ago. And uh, yeah, I found it. I was like, oh. Shit. I <laughs> uh, contacted, uh, talked to my friend at Toyota, uh, Corey Prophet, and he said, uh, well, I, I don't even think it matters anymore because the car, um, he's like, I think that car actually went off to the, you know, to the, the, the crusher, uh, basically because if it's a prototype of some sort or a concept of some sort, can't be driven, uh, can't be actually registered, you know, and sold, 
you know, so it's, it's registered to the car company. Um, like all these cars are, they're registered with the manufacturer. So it, once it's done its duty, if it's a special concept car or some type of special prototype, then it'll go in a museum or whatever. Uh, but a lot of these cars just end up being crushed, you know, and salvaged um, for numerous reasons uh, because they, you know, they're not actually up to the current sales standards. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was, I was like, eh, so I have a, I have a collector's item, I guess. Or if I ever buy a uh, Toyota Corolla hatchback, I have an extra you know, little extra cargo cover. Uh, but my niece actually has one. That was, that's my niece's first car. She just turned 16. Um, my parents went and got her a, uh, a new, uh, Toyota Corolla hatchback base model SE or is it SE? I think. Yeah. Yeah. SE cause XSE and then SE, uh, base model, a red color, very nice, attractive car. I've reviewed that car. What twice now? Well, technically three times. So I've driven, I've actually had two as, as review units. So the prototype and then the manual transmission version uh, about a year later. And then I was at the 2020, yeah, 2020 Corolla launch. And I drove a, um, a hatchback, a, a light blue one with a manual uh, on the track. And it was, I mean, we didn't really get to go above, we weren't supposed to go above 35, 40 miles an hour, which was kind of a bummer, but it was nice to get some videos and photos and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so, uh, I, I like the Corolla hatchback a lot, genuinely a lot. I don't think it's the most sporty car. Uh, I haven't reviewed the civic, the current civic, so I can't tell you which is better, but I think if you're going to buy something that is, you know, 20 ish thousand dollars, I think that car is 23,000. Uh, you know, pretty much fully kitted out. I, I don't see, I don't see a problem with that. I think it's a, it's a fun car to drive. It look, it's not going to light your hair on fire when you're driving it, but I think the manual is up to the task to, to be enjoyable. Um, I, I, I found it entertaining. Uh, I, obviously I'm not big on automatics cause the CVTs and, um, but I, I think it's comfortable. It's very good on gas. It has good technology, amazing safety features. So when my parents were looking at a car for my niece, um, they, uh, you know, understandably they came to me to talk to me about some ideas and they were looking at the Toyota CHR and the Toyota Corolla hatchback. And my niece ended up picking the, uh, the Corolla hatchback. She liked it a little bit better, but I just kept saying, you know, safety, safety, safety. And, and these cars are so safe. Uh, there's so many standard safety features that can really get a lot of young people or even, you know, people of any age out of trouble. And basically all Toyotas are really quite safe. I mean, pretty much every car these days is safe. You know, I, uh, so you may not know, you may know I had a 2015 Mustang GT, um, performance package. It was, uh, it was guard green, black leather Recaros, fully loaded, you know, navigation, the works, of course, with the performance package in 2015, you could only get it with a manual, uh, from 2016 on, you could get the performance package one with a, uh, an automatic, uh, and then the performance package two, you can only get with a, a manual. But on December 11th, 2014, I picked up my 2015 Mustang GT that I had custom ordered uh, had delivered to me. And, uh, I, that's an interesting story. I was actually supposed to, I was actually supposed to go to Michigan to pick it up. Um, I was going to pick it up in Michigan, 
from the Ford. Well, basically, they can't let you pick it up from the factory. They have to deliver it to the dealership, to the Ford dealership that's directly across the street from the Mustang factory. From there, I was going to drive it all the way to North Carolina. So it'll be a fun little trip, uh, something to write about, you know. And uh, I didn't get to do that <laughs> because uh, nothing against the guy, but the guy who was uh, in PR at Ford for the Mustang team that I, you know, sort of knew. And by knew, I mean just basically because journalist PR thing, you know. Um, uh, he was great, you know, helped me get everything together and, um, you know, got my you know, journalist discount, which is, you know, with most car makers, just a, like a friends and family type discount, you know, and, uh, went through all the ordering process with them, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, I said, Hey, you know, when there's a build date, um, can you shoot me an email? And I'd like to come up. Uh, I'd like to see it being built. If I can maybe, you know, put an emblem on it or something, you know, uh, that'd be great. And I would also like to, when it's finished, I would like to know so that way I can go to Michigan and pick it up. And he's like, yeah, of course, absolutely. Well, in the meantime, shortly thereafter, he left Ford for Mercedes-Benz. And this is not at all his fault, but, you know, because I don't know what happened. I don't know if I got lost in the shuffle or just in the, in the transition. I don't know. So um, I never got my emails, you know, about the car being built. And I'd read a lot about cars being, um, at the time, new Mustangs were being built, but they were uh, uh, taking a little bit longer, right? So I thought, you know, whatever, no big deal, okay. Uh, and at the time, I was I was reviewing a lot of press cars anyway. You know, I had <laughs> a lot of cars, so I wasn't too worried about it, anything. And uh, so I just patiently waited. I did get an email that, hey, uh, production is about to start on your car. But that was a typical, just kind of like a Ford welcome, you know, email. You know, your, your car is being built, you know. So I waited for the other two emails that never arrived. Well, I, you know, I'd been so busy. You know, there was a winter storm coming. And what was it? A, I don't know, a few days, maybe a day or two before Thanksgiving. I get a call from a dealership in Michigan. And uh, this guy's like, hey. Is this Josh Lewis? And I said, yes, it is. And he said, I have a car with your name on it. And I was like, a car with my name on it. What do you mean? And he goes, well, it just says deliver to Josh Lewis on the window sticker. <laughs> so he said it has my dealership name on it. He said, but it has your name and number on it. And I was like, well, that's interesting. And he said, this is your Mustang. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like, I was supposed to get an email about that because I was supposed to come pick it up and drive it to North Carolina. And he goes, yeah, well, I didn't know it was coming here. <laughs> he said, I didn't. I had nothing on my schedule. I, I, it wasn't on my list of cars coming here. So I didn't know anything about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So I'm like, holy crap. So I'm like, well, I need I, I can't come up now because it's, you know, you know, like a day or two, if you know, at most three days before Thanksgiving. And I said, I, I need it to, you know, I need to ship it here. You know, I can't come up. And there was a, there was a, a pretty bad winter storm uh, blowing through the, you know, the Midwest and coming into Michigan. And he said, well, yeah, of course I understand. And uh, so he's like, well, what I'll do is let me call you back in a minute. I'll, uh, 
I'll get with one of my delivery drivers and see, you know, what it'll cost to come to North Carolina. Okay, no problem. I think it was like five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, something like that. Um, it wasn't anything bad, and uh, so they delivered it to a, a local Ford dealership uh, near my house. And uh, in fact, <laughs> really, really, really pissed off a good friend of mine who was a Ford salesperson at a dealership about forty-five minutes away from my house. Uh, he was pissed off that I didn't come order it through him. And I was like, well, I didn't really order it through a dealership. Like I didn't do any of that. Be, you know, I, I went through four. I just dealt with it, you know, that way, you know? And, um, the only thing I went to the local dealership for was basically, a pickup. That was it. <laughs> that, was, that was literally it. Um, the only other thing I did was that I did have to take my paperwork to a f- local Ford dealer. Um, just for them to fill out the, just basically put it in their system. And of course they had an, you know, all four dealers are going to have an allocation for a regular, you know, Mustang, you know? Um, but I just went to the one that's not far from my house just to, you know, put it in the system. There was no salesperson, uh, registered to it. So I, you know, I, I don't think anybody got a credit for sale. Um, because it just didn't work that way, you know? So I felt bad for my friend, but I was trying to tell him like, it didn't work that way. I didn't do it that way, you know? Um, but he just didn't understand that I, I had gone through the whole process and it wasn't supposed to be delivered to a Ford dealer, you know? Uh, but anyway, so I digress. But uh, anyway, I got the car, I had it for four years. Just, it was three years and eight months is, is how long I actually had it. So the better part of four years. And, uh, I, I love, I love that car. I've talked about it before on the podcast, obviously. And so, uh, I sold it to my brother because I bought my GT 350. He sold it to a family friend and the family friend was T-boned in it. Um, very bad accident. I've talked again, I've talked about it before. He was T-boned just wasn't really a T-bone really. Cause he wasn't hit at, hit at the door. He was hit just front of the door basically right into the driver front wheel, right? Completely survived. I I think I actually talked about it last week. Um, No issues whatsoever. Had a a slight burn on his wrist from the airbag and a slight bruise on his his chest from the collarbone area from the seatbelt. That was it. Uh, Completely survived, unscathed. Maybe I'll have him on the podcast at some point to talk about the accident, but... The point being, I know I just went all the way, all the way around my elbow to get to my ass. But all of that is just to say that even a sports car can be safe. You know, in, to, in today's world, so many cars are safe. And that's that's good. I mean, pretty much everything is safe out there. Uh, and that's really good, obviously, because you don't, that's not something you have to worry about as, as much. Uh, of course, there are certain cars that are safer in each segment. Um but it's not something that is pressing on your mind. Like, Ooh, God, which one, Ooh, which one has the airbags? (laughs) Which one is the passenger airbags? Um, they all do now. They all have airbags everywhere and that's good. That's good. We're protecting people. You know, we're, we're keeping people alive, but that goes back to my original comment of, you know, the, the Toyota Corolla hatchback that my niece has great little car, extremely safe. And you know, it has, it has, uh, auto, uh, lane assist, you know, it keeps you in the lane basically. 
And also at the same time, it will automatically brake. It has automatic city braking. So under, what was it, 35 miles an hour, I think is what it is. It will automatically brake for you. And it has pedestrian and cyclist uh, um, vision. Like it will actually notice a person walking in front of you or a bicyclist in front of you. And if you don't stop, it'll stop for you, essentially. That's awesome stuff. You know, that's, that's really great. And it's really great for young drivers. Now I do believe that young drivers are, um, I don't want to say burdened, but they're, they, they have it easier because of all the technology, right? Not to say that they're not sitting there trying to, you know, sitting out there going, well, I don't have to worry about it because the car will do it for me. I'm sure some are like that, but I don't believe my niece is like that. And, but I do think younger people they really do have a a burden of riches when it comes to safety features in cars. And, you know, with, with Georgia now, because the coronavirus letting so many people have licenses, just giving them to them, basically just giving them, you know, uh, giving a license to anybody, um, even without taking a test or anything. And that's, that's troublesome to me because I want people to be safe. I want people to be, I want people to get behind the wheel of a car and actually be happy actually feel the sense of freedom. You know, when, when I got my license, God, it was like, it, it, it was one of the greatest days of my life because I, I just thought, Oh my God, I have the freedom to go anywhere and do anything. Now, obviously it's not the case because I couldn't just drive to, you know, Virginia or California or whatever. I, well, I could have, my parents would have killed me, but you get what I mean. Cars are freedom. I was talking to my buddy the other day and he was saying his 16 year old daughter does not want to get her license right now. We've been talking for years about me helping her, you know, with, uh, with driving techniques and stuff like that, defensive driving skills and all this stuff. And he said just the other day, she doesn't want to drive. None of her friends have a license or have a permit or anything. And I'm like, my God. And we were, he and I started talking about the exact thing. He, he mentioned the word freedom. You know, when he got his license, it was freedom. And I just think, yeah, you know, when, when I got my license and all the cars I've had over the years, it, it is a sense of freedom. I get in and I go, I'm able to go anywhere and do anything in a sense. And, and it, it could be two o'clock in the morning. I've gotten in the car many times, two o'clock in the morning, just get, get on the open road. You know, you just, you can't sleep. You got nothing better to do. And you just think, you know, I just really like to go for a drive. Done that before done it, you know, at this point, dozens and dozens of times. My, my dog years ago, my dog died, put her down seven o'clock in the morning by eight o'clock. I was on the road. I drove to New Jersey. <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a BMW X six. We've talked about it in the podcast before. And I was reviewing that car and I drove it all the way to New Jersey to drop it off to BMW. <laughs> you know, it's, it's times like that where the open road is, is, is therapeutic getting behind the wheel of a car is therapeutic for me and for many people that I know. So I'm, I'm happy that my niece, you know, is learning to drive. At first she was very scared like most of us are or were, but she was very happy. Now she's excited. She, she likes getting behind the wheel of a car. She likes to drive. She likes that sense of freedom. Now she doesn't have her license yet. She still has a permit, but when she does have her license, when she does get it and she'll be able to get away from her parents <laughs> You know, and just get out of the house, get the hell out and do something, do whatever. Hey, I want to go get ice cream. You know what? I'm going to go get ice cream. I, I'm it's eight 30 on a Saturday night. I'm going to go get ice cream, you know? 
So, you know, this is a very long-winded, pointless conversation. <laughs> but it's a podcast. What the hell? Um, I just miss those days of, of, I don't know, I guess, you know, I just turned 34, so I miss being young, I guess. I miss looking at a car when I was 18 and going, ooh, wow. What I'd give to get behind the wheel of that. I swear, if I could go back and talk to myself at 18, just look at myself and say, hey, guess what? In less than five years, you're going to be an automotive journalist. You're going to review cars. And over the next 10 to 15 years, car companies are going to trust you to drive so many of their great cars. They're going to drop them off in your driveway. Even though there's a global pandemic, you're important enough. Your voice is important enough for them to park it in your driveway and hide the keys so you can go out and get it. So there's no, no, you know, no contact deliveries. I, I think my, at 18, my head would have spun around. I would have done an exorcist. Just, and I still think about it now. I mean, I'm 34 and I just think, my God. For instance, my, my wife and I were watching uh, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia earlier. Um, and we're, we're, binge, we're sort of binge-watching the series. Of course, I've seen episodes over the years, and of course, it's a hilarious show. And, but I've never watched it from beginning to, to current, right? And uh, we're watching it, and I just thought, uh, well, the, the thing comes up you know, from, on Hulu. And it says, you know, the program you're about to watch is TVMA, you know, for mature audiences only. And I said to my wife, what if I'm not mature? I'm of the age. I'm legal to be able to watch it technically. But what if I'm not mature? <laughs> it sounds stupid. I know it's a dumb joke, but I just think about it. And I think because I'm, you know, in my mid thirties at this point, you know, and I think look outside my drive in my driveway, in my garage, I've got these nice cars and I've got press cars and stuff. And I just thought, man, what a charmed life it is. What a privileged life it is. I've led a privileged life all my life. I, I, I've never denied it, never tried to hide behind it or away from it. Um, never tried to excuse it. I've been privileged. You know, so many of us have. I know white people that have definitely not been privileged compared to me. Um, I know black people that definitely have not been privileged even, you know, even less than, you know, the poorest of white people I've known over the years, you know? And I think about that privilege all the time. I do. I'm not like sitting around like, hmm, I've got privilege. <laughs> no, I just think it's, I just think about what a good life I've had, you know? How good it feels. Car companies send me cars. I have a website. I put up a podcast. You listen to it. You listen to me ramble. And this goes back to the original thought of freedom. That when I wanted to talk about cars, I was selling cars and decided, you know what? I'm going to start my own website. I'm going to create my own website. And I did. I went and I traveled with car companies because of car companies, for car companies, to auto shows, got on the radio, 
and it, it felt great. It feels great still to this day. And I wanted my voice to be heard. So I created a website. I put up YouTube videos where people mocked me horrendously <laughs> and not that I didn't deserve it. I have a podcast where some of the best journalists in the country have come on and talked to me. Some of the most entertaining people in the automotive world have come on and talked to me. Why? Because I sent them a message on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, sent them a text or an email. Talk about a charmed life. And I am incredibly lucky. Sadly, there aren't people in this world that are as lucky as I am. And I wish they could be. I wish that everyone could be. I wish that everyone could have grown up with my advantages in life. I've had advantages. I grew up with money. When I, from the age of 10, my parents, you know, they did very well. My dad owned his own business and had supercars and sports cars. And, you know, they've had very nice cars. Still do to this day. I've had very nice cars because of it. You know, as a privilege. But you know what? I, I don't take it. I mean, of course, everybody takes advantage in some way or another. Everybody, you know, takes, you know, something for granted. And of course, there are days where I do take it for granted. But I would say most of the time, nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, I don't take it for granted because I look at it. I see my GT350 and I go, man, what a car, right? What a car. I, I get to drive that. I get to own that. You know, when people give me a thumbs up, I thank them. I wave. Hello. How you doing? Thank you. You know, when I'm in a, in a drive through for something, for, you know, Starbucks or for, you know, fast food. People say, oh, man, is that yours? It is. It is. Oh, man, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, if they request it, I'll give them a little a little throttle blip. Nothing too crazy because I don't want to deafen anybody inside of, you know, a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Starbucks or something. But, you know, you, you give, them a little, give them a little treat. I remember when I had my 911. Pulled into a gas station one time near my house. I was getting gas, and this guy walks up to me, and he just goes, uh, is that your, is that your Porsche? I said, yes, it is. And he said, man, that is, man, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Here I am, guy in my late twenties. The gentleman is in his forties or fifties saying that's wonderful. It's beautiful. I thanked him, shook his hand, which is something I wouldn't do now. Currently <laughs> not shaking anybody's hand. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice to, it's a pleasure. It's a treat and it's a privilege to be able to have all these things, to have these nice cars. I was showing my my friend uh the other day um I was sh showing him these messages from the website Imager. I don't know if you know what Imager is, but i m g u r.com. Uh I was telling him that basically I had um I had posted a few years ago. It was like 5 or 6 years ago, right? And it's a it's a collage of the of the most recent three cars I've owned, and it's my green Mustang in the middle. Above it is my 911, and below it is my E90 M3. And I just said, you know, I'm really lucky to have owned all three of these before I was 30. Currently 29, so I was 29 years old at the time. And I said, you know, what it was it was 2009 E90 M3 manual, 
traded for the 2007-911 Career S manual, sold to order a 2015 Mustang GT performance package. And the comments were, you know, kind of, just kind of douchey, you know, as some people are. Um, this guy said, you sold a 911 to buy a Mustang? I swear, some people have more money than brains. And, I mean, it, it screams of somebody who doesn't know what these cars actually drive like or why the Mustang was so good, especially at the value of it. I mean, I paid $40,000. It was $44,440, like $44, something like that. Um, but because of my journalist discount, it was 40000 and some change. And, uh, you know, that was the... I was like, man, but this car is great. I was like, you'd be surprised how much it feels like a 911 and an M3 kind of combined. Um, and uh, somebody else said, uh, these cars are all stereotypically owned by... <laughs> this guy says, cunt bags. Uh, you have owned all three and are proud of it. So apparently I'm a, I'm a cunt bag uh, for having all three of those cars. Um, you might as well have told me you traded your 911 for a Honda Civic. Uh, somebody else said, how is your real estate game though? So it's, it's kind of weird because I, th I think about it and I was talking to my friend that is my buddy, Rob. In fact, Rob has been on the Rob Basley has been on the podcast in the early days of it. And I said, it, I think it's quite ridiculous because at 40,000 for that new Mustang, it did so many fantastic things that were just as equally good as the 911 and the M3 that I had. I've had some really, really great cars. And I, I said that today even, I've had, you know, I have the GT350. That's my, you know, quote unquote daily when I actually do drive it <laughs> when I'm not driving press cars. But I was saying like, it's quite ridiculous to me that people think about money over driving pleasure. And so I, I think, it's ridiculous. Money doesn't matter when you have fun driving. If you like a car and it's $25,000, if it's good, it's good. It can, a $25,000 car can be as good as anything that's 50 or 60 or $70,000 in so many ways. So many ways. You could show me a great BMW and I can show you a fantastic Hyundai or Kia, you know, that will feature very similar things. In fact, uh, for the 2015 Hyundai Genesis, and now it's the Genesis G80, I said then that I'd rather have that car over a current 5 Series, or a current CTS, or a current E-Class, or A6, or a uh, Lexus uh, GS. And I meant it. My dad at the time had a 535 uh, M Sport BMW. My buddy had the same car, actually. So, in fact, when I sold my, my 911, before I could figure out what car I wanted, my dad just loaned me his, his 535 M Sport for, like, because, I, I mean, I took, like, three months to decide what I wanted. So, for three months, I was driving this car, and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> not one bit. I mean, it was very, it was very luxurious, it was very fast, but it was boring as hell oh my god it would put oh god it would put anybody to sleep i could have had four red bulls and still fallen asleep while driving it was so boring and then i i go and i test the the new genesis and i go this is fantastic this is brilliant tested it on some mountain roads which 
interestingly enough, very, very interestingly, we're driving some of these mountain roads. I'm sitting in the back seat at this time because they're doing like three journalists per car, right? I'm in the back seat. And I'm going, God, these roads look really familiar. And I look up on Google Maps and I look at the tower and I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. So I, I start to open up my phone. I go to Facebook because I remember when I, I had posted a picture, uh, a screenshot of this driving road that I'd been on my M3 years ago. And I took a screenshot of the road I was on, on Google Maps, and I compared it to the screenshot that I posted years prior from my M from when I was driving my M3 there. And I was on the exact same road. Had no idea, had no clue until I was just like, this looks so familiar to me. I was driving the exact same road. Got to drive the same roads in this Genesis that I did in my M3. That was a fantastic treat because the Genesis was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I really wish that the V6 would have come with a manual. V6, manual, rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive in that, in that 3.8 V6. I think that would have been the sweet spot. I really do. Manual gearbox in that. The 5-liter V8 was, was fun, but it just lacked horsepower. And it was a little heavy, um, little little heavy, but it was still fun to drive, still very good. And, you know, so when people talk to me about, you know, money, money for this car, money for that car, that doesn't compute to me anymore. It doesn't translate because there's so many good cars for less money. I mean, I, I talked about my Ford Ranger review from a couple weeks ago that the Ford Ranger is $46,000, the one I had, and it had the same interior space and volume as a BMW M340i has, you know, sure, it doesn't have as good a performance, but it has the same everything and technology and safety features and all this stuff. But for $10,000, cheaper, from base M340i to fully loaded, um, to fully loaded uh, Ford Ranger, Lariat FX4, it's like $11,000 difference. That's crazy. And before you even really start ticking the boxes, you're at 60 some thousand dollars in the BMW. And it's the same interior space as the, as the Ranger. So it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of crazy. And even if you, even if you option, if you go back to the dealership and you spend $845 to get the performance, uh, uh, chip, you know, added to the car, you, you get even more horsepower and even more performance. And you don't really suffer that much on fuel mileage, if at all. So, you know, this idea that that because I sold a 911 and bought a Mustang, you know, I'm some asshole. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous statement. I am privileged to have all these cars. I'm privileged to do what I do. And I hope that you enjoy what I do. And I implore all of you, if you want to be in the car world, get in the car world. Start doing it. But take yourself seriously. Take yourself seriously and other people will too. You know, treat yourself with dignity, treat the cars with respect, and treat the people with respect that that help you get into this business. And so without rambling, I am definitely out of here. I will talk to you guys next week. And of course, I don't have my calendar up. 
Uh, June 15th. June 15th, I will talk to you then. Okay? So just remember that. June 15th. I don't know why I have to remember it. Listen to the Rawdest Podcast. Of course, as always, you can share this with everybody. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean, and of course, rawdest.com for all of your car wants and needs. Email me at josh at rawdest.com. Uh, find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Raw Autos, and uh, YouTube at Raw Autos, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. But until next time. Oh, and also, by the way, uh, if you could review the, uh, uh, give us a review, give me a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast uh, that you're listening to this on. Uh, give us five stars if you want to. If you don't, give us one star. Hey, if you hate me, go right ahead. Uh, also, don't feel, don't forget and feel free to write an actual review. Um, yeah, don't be afraid. I don't care. I don't, I, it's not going to hurt my feelings. doesn't bother me one bit. But until next time, every Monday morning when you wake up, put some of that freeze-dried Folgers in your good old coffee cup and listen to the Rawdest Podcast. And as always, happy Monday.